welcome to Cruisin' Forever Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by my friend Taylor. Hey, this is Taylor. Hello, Taylor. How are you? I'm very well. Very excited to be a part of this Cruisin' for a Mission Impossible 3 Reviewsin'. Yay! That's <laughs> right. We are reviewing Mission Impossible 3, which you all knew because I'm doing it in, in succession. Let's have a little chat about the movie in general. It's uh, by J.J. Abrams, which... I was extremely surprised, mm. which I knew nothing about this film. I was even surprised there was more than three. For, <laughs> more for, than two. <laughs> more than two. Yeah, yeah. So I liked the first one a lot, and I watched that again recently, and that was very exciting. But I think when I was I was too young to understand it at the time, mm. it was I got the plot completely as an adult. I just remember, oh, a knock list or things are happening, and it, yeah, it was pretty exciting watching it as an adult. And then I remember not liking the second one. Yeah, that's much. a fair assessment of the second movie. Yeah. I think you've gone from one good movie to another great movie. So, uh, yeah, J.J. Abrams, his first ever film that he directed. Otherwise, he'd only been directing TV like Felicity. So, yeah. Oh, and that one of the actors from Felicity is in this yes, film. Carrie Russell, who was Felicity, is Judith Main's character. She's fairly minor. But what's funny about it is... My love, apart from my husband, is Tom Cruise. And Ben's love, apart from me, is Kerry Russell. So oh. it's very funny that this movie has both of them in it. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, his first ever film that he directed, I think it was a very good example of I, if I directed my first feature-length film, I don't think it would be as good as that. That's an expensive first film $150 million. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I, can you imagine you're like, okay, you're in, we're going to let you direct your first film. It's going to star Tom Cruise and you've got $150 million. You'd be like, what? That's unbelievable. And it was pretty well done. Like Mm. action film, Force Awakens. I got so excited when I saw his name come up. I was like, what is happening (laughs) right now? So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, So it was made in 2006. So six whole years after the second film. So this seems to be a thing with uh, Mission Impossible movies is that they actually have fairly long gaps in between like 1996 that was four years to the second one six years i think the last few are a bit more close to succession and the last two films that have been starting to be filmed now are going to be filmed at the same time so Oh, well, yeah. you can certainly tell by the phones in the movie. Yes, I know. <laughs> Each film, you can just, like distinctly see what era it was based on what phones they did or didn't have. <laughs> to that said, they had the coolest Nokia flip phone. I yeah. was like, oh, uh, that looks funky. Chunky as, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, that I feel great. like chunkier than they... Maybe there was a start of a smartphone where it had email and color snake and... It must have been. Like, Blackberry must have just started to be coming out or Monophonic like Was that. it monophonic ringtones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd pay for them and they yeah. get texts. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Terrible. Oh, man. I spent a lot of money on those. Or I'd get, like, the work I had to do them free online. They'd just, you'd find, like, a little template that would tell you what buttons to press. I think that was for the mono, like, the Nokia. Oh, you were more advanced than oh, I. My gosh. I did a few. I think I did a Harry Potter theme one. and <laughs> <laughs> Good times. So, yeah, 2006. And it's basically another espionage-type movie, except they... So they didn't go more espionage kind of, you know, subtle that the first film is a bit more like. They kind of went, they took the second movie and went, oh, that action was really fun. Let's just do more of that. I must admit, like, I was like, ooh, waiting for the espionage to, oh, my God, what is happening? Everything's exploding. (laughs) Like, immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, it was very full on. And then, you know, we can talk about the opening scene. Everyone's teeth was absolutely immaculate from the beginning. Oh, yeah, they're (laughs) as American as you can get. Just, like, big, white, shiny, straight teeth. It's... 
it's wild. Okay, well, we may as well have a little chat about what happens in this big old movie. We uh, open up and it's a pretty intense opening because it's Ethan Hunt is you know tied down in a chair. He's bloody. He's looking absolutely miserable. And there's a woman opposite him who's obviously in the similar position. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is there and he's clearly the bad guy. We don't know anything about him yet. Well, but... he jumps straight into being the Hoffman uh torturing people yeah like being <laughs> fucked and it's like where's the rabbit's foot we're like what's this rabbit's foot ethan's like i thought i gave it to you and they're you know going back and forth and he's going to shoot this woman who we can tell pretty much straight away that ethan's super into uh obviously that's gonna something coming up soon it kind of ends with we don't know what happens but ethan's screaming and then it just kind of goes straight into the mission impossible explosive ex- wire yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, fuse being lit and yeah that's how we set up the movie something dreadful is going to happen soon that's I was like, rabbit's foot, This it's unlucky for Tom, whatever's going on. (laughs) (laughs) So unlucky. (laughs) So, and then we kind of cut to that extreme domestic life party that's happening. Yeah, it's like such a contrast where it's like the worst possible situation to, oh, we're having our engagement party and, oh, here's the girl that was going to be shot. Her name's Julia and it's their engagement party and Ethan's like looking all loved up and... Oh my god, it was like Housewives of Virginia. Like yeah. everyone's <laughs> looking immaculate and amazing teeth the whole time. The so they... teeth budget on this film. <laughs> my god. <laughs> and there's a bit where, you know, to remind us where Ethan Hunt is from, they zoom in on some women's mouths and they're talking and Ethan's like right across almost the other side of the house and he's kind of watching them and they're just like oh what's the name of that place we went to and he's like oh Lake so and so and they're like how do you hear us and it's like I don't forget he's a spy he's a spy <laughs> look out uh, and also foreshadow Foreshadowing, and then of course they did mention Tom's parents. They, there's some sort of uh, yeah uh, announcement is being made. So like... the uh, Julia's sister is talking about, you know, I wish our dad was still alive to see these guys get married. But then I found out Ethan's parent no longer has any parents either. And you just watch the first one, so you're like, <laughs> what happened? What happened to what his happened mom? to them? They, you know, they were set up to be. I only know this because I just watched it recently, like drug dealers. But then it was dropped. But then I'm like, well, something went down. They <laughs> They like the flavor of the high life or something <laughs> happened. Like, well, we nearly got away with it once. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, and um, Ethan is talking to some guy and he, they talk about what his job is and he works for like, I equate it to like the Department of Transport studying traffic patterns. Yeah, and the guy like makes like a yawn, like, oh, that's so boring. Like, and all the women are like, I'd put up with that. Because <laughs> he is very handsome in this in this movie. Probably to me, this is like not peak Tom Cruise, but it's like 10, uh, sorry, about five or six years there that it's like Tom Cruise at his finest. At his finest. I, I must admit, I think this is one of the ones I've seen recently and he's a bit older to me. I, oh, yeah. I hadn't, like the last ones I've seen were like the original Mission Impossible or... <laughs> Like my favorite, the samurai one. Samurai, yeah, my, last samurai. I was going to say my favorite samurai. That is not what it's called. <laughs> That's what I'd call it. Uh, so, yeah, we're seeing him all loved up. Ethan is obviously either not in the IMF or, you know, something's going on. He's not talking. You know, he's obviously his wife doesn't know what his job is or was. But then he suddenly gets a mysterious phone call and it's like from a travel agent saying you've got an option to win a holiday or something, which by his reaction is obviously code 
for we have to talk to you. Yeah. So they go. To they re- always have those silly codes. Like when he was on the airplane, it's just like, are you interested in this kind of cinema? The, the <laughs> cinema of the Carib- Caribbean. Caribbean. They're <laughs> like, oh, I know what's going on. <laughs> Whereas today you get so many telemarketers, you were like, go away. I don't yeah. want to win anything. I don't want to win anything. And like, damn it, we need to come up with a new code. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he meets up with... This dude, who is named Musgrave, played by Billy Crotter, he... Uh, he also pulls up in the most, like, suburban oh, wagon. Yeah. Ethan it, has, like, a proper station wagon yeah, with exactly. his dog in it and everything. It's like, this isn't the Tom Cruise you, you know. This yeah. is just Ethan burning around the suburbs. <laughs> he goes to, like, a night owl, yeah. which is, like, the worst place to do, like, a meeting. Like Yeah, like, a proper, like, we need you, we desperately need you to come back, not be a trainer anymore. So he's training people in the field to be in the field he himself is not in the field anymore and Ethan's like uh, you have plenty of good people for this and like yes we do but if you change your mind we'll see you tomorrow morning at the airstrip they said tomorrow at sunrise yeah. they were very very specific yeah. with the time <laughs> which you find out later they they were they were very loose about the time the plane was taking <laughs> they were off. just waiting for hours to turn up to <laughs> where, change his where mind. is this guy <laughs> He's reluctant, but he grabs a disposable camera, which has the this message will self-destruct situation going on it, which is pretty cool. Although, when I watch that scene, I'm like, okay, so Musgrave obviously planted that disposable camera in his packet there. Did Ethan then have to buy it? Like, did, yeah, or did he, he plug it? He, didn't, he looked like he fl- I didn't see him purchasing yeah. that thing. And what if he's like, no, I don't want to do it. He, the other guy had left. And some, some other person that- gets it. <laughs> Scan's like, you are not Ethan Hunt. And yeah. blows up. So, yeah, yeah. I had the first like screen flare, the token J.J. Abrams screen flare mm. happens when, you know, this crazy shot of the camera and then him in the background. I was like, oh, it's a J.J. movie. He's just getting his practice of his screen flares nice and early. Oh, there was about a billion in this film. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so obviously Ethan's in. The thing is, so what the situation is, there's this agent called Farris who is played by Kerry Russell. So Kerry Russell is an agent. Normally they'd be disavowed if they were captured. However, they reckon she has some really important intelligence they absolutely must get so ethan is basically going to go in and rescue her and to get this intelligence so and he actually trained her so she's kind of like his protege and we find out that she's the only one that he's ever i like, know passed with the field Ridiculous. there's this whole sort of looking back sequence and it's just like oh you know i've trained a lot of people but you're the only one that i'm gonna recommend for the field it's just yeah. like ethan that's a terrible strike record you're like <laughs> the worst trainer ever like how much money were they yes, pouring into they're you they're like you're done you're not good enough yeah. get out of here probably cost millions per person that's probably what lured him into doing this i guess because he knows this woman and probably feels real bad that she's gonna die otherwise i thought it was gonna be like another love interest or something like that i didn't know that that was what was gonna happen like it was a the trainer person yeah i'd be like oh i've got to go help this poor agent damsel in distress yeah. but it didn't turn out that way so they get together they go to somewhere in germany well this is when they rock up to the plane and it's midday oh yeah <laughs> it's like midday at the plane and they're like and oh luther's there and they're like oh luther he's been in every film so far and the whole gang with like sunglasses on and none of their names gets introduced. They're all of a sudden away in Germany. Yeah, they actually don't. Like, we only know Luther's name because he's been in the last two movies. Otherwise, yeah. Basically, it's an extraction and it is the most intense extraction. Like, Ethan's immediately running everywhere. So the last two movies had very little Tom Cruise running. This movie makes up for that. They make up for it. <laughs> 
a billion times. He would have had to buy several different shoes. I yes. Believe. Oh, my God. So much running. So he's, like, running around, setting up detonations and things. They get into the building. And there's so many explosions that kill a lot of men. I thought they were going to, you know, do the Mission Impossible and let's secret her out. Yeah. And then it's like, let's blow a lot of money on explosions. Let's go. Yeah, like, did they have a quiet kind of plan or do they were just going to go in guns blazing? Seems like guns blazing. It seems like it was mission. Let everyone know what we're doing. <laughs> mission loud. <Yeah. laughs> uh, they managed to extract her. Um, I really like this scene because obviously I love action movies, but also like he pumps in adrenaline in her. She wakes up and like they're getting shot at, and she's like Ethan, and he chucks her a gun, and she's straight away like straight into spy mode. Yeah, like bang, bang, bang. Pulp Fiction style, straight into spy mode. Like that only like <laughs> the camera follows her gun all the way around the corner and bang. Yeah, and, yeah. Which is funny because I. I've only really seen her in that Felicity show yeah. and she's just this Nothing dainty like little <laughs> like university. Per- I don't remember what happened in the show. But now she's all of a sudden like kicking ass and yeah. taking names and filling her chest full of adrenaline. Like it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's probably her... You know, JJ Abrams like, I'm sorry that we made you seem so like insipid as Felicity. So how will we make up for it by making you kick ass? I I don't remember that show at all. I remember it being I, very I never popular. It. Ben loves it. That's why he oh, loves really? Carrie Russell so much. He loves it. And I I read the premise and I'm like, I don't understand how Ben loves the show. Yeah, it crazy. Sounds it sounds like as 90s as it the sounds show very 90s. Yeah. yeah, I know. All I know is that when she cut her hair short. Everyone was so angry. Like she's not pretty anymore. How dare she? Oh, Even really? though the thing in the in the show was like she was like taking back some some control after a bad breakup or something, and oh. so she cut her hair. But everyone missed the point. And was like, no, you're ugly now. We don't like you. Like literally <laughs> in the show. So oh my um, gosh, what a, <laughs> what a that's misogyny what a in Hollywood. Hey, well that was back in that was. Oh, there was a lot of that going around. Oh, yeah. Then. Yeah. If women weren't absolutely beautiful, then get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they extract her. So there's a character. We don't get her name, but I'll, I'll tell you her name. My it's, favorite it's, character. Yeah. <laughs> her name is Zen. Z-H-E-N. She's played by Maggie Q, who is a beautiful woman and a wonderful absolutely actress. Absolutely gorgeous and a very cool character in mm. this film. It's like she manages to get grab a laptop as a guy throws like drops a grenade and she like does this amazing like barrel roll out of a window. Watching the laptop, which was epic. Uh, then... I know, you made me rewind to watch that <laughs> Yeah, you, you walked out. I'm like, no, 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 you have to watch this bit. <laughs> they get out of the building. Oh, as they're getting out of the building, they realize she's, uh, what's her name? Faris is out of ammunition. And she's like, I'm all out. What about you? And Ethan's like, looks and he goes, I have enough. And so he like waits and he goes around the corner and waits and just goes, bang, now I'm out. Like had one bullet left. <laughs> and like, so cool. Uh, they jump out of a window, land on the top of the truck, and there's truck speeding off. It was about this time I was just like, the pacing of this film is insane. It's, it's hectic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like we're at this, you know, we're in a 7-Eleven and we're at this party and we're being tortured and then all of a sudden there's this insane scene yeah. and it's been 10 minutes or something like yeah. that. So it was it was very different than the slow kind of methodical way they'd done well i can only talk about the first one but yeah yeah Yeah, quite like the contrast is huge in the first one and the third one i mean in the second one too but definitely the first and third i didn't see him do any magic as well that was a little bit disappointing no magic yeah that was so good that slider hand thing (laughs) (laughs) i love that so much then what do they do now they get chased by helicopters so we have a character played by jonathan rice mayers play uh, his name is declan and he i don't know i don't actually know what his thing is 
um, his specialty is, but he can fly a helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he gets them out, and they're getting chased by a helicopter. And well, it's like it was almost like Star Wars go into the asteroid belt, like they go mm. into like crazy into like a wind farm. Wind farm. There's windmills as as far as you can see, or well, not windmills, but wind farming energy things. <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's just like maybe you fly a little bit higher. Like, yeah. <laughs> But that wouldn't be exciting for me to watch, personally. Uh, Meanwhile, Faris, something's happened where she is in extreme pain. She's like, can't you hear that? So, which means, we're discussing what it was. It must be something right in the brain, a sound or... Well, they said they put it to the base. It goes up into the nasopharynx, so Mm. it'll be up again. So, there was a lot... I'm an emergency nurse, so there was a lot of nursing stuff (laughs) happening in this film. I know, I picked you for the right person for the right film, I think. I feel like it's, it's quite up at the base of the brain, but it's not in the actual brain, but it's mm. lodged very close. So it's doing something to irritate the head yeah. cerebrally, like as you say, like a shockwave or something. Yeah. Anyway, he pulls out some like little thing and he's like, oh, I can see it inside the body. And I'm like, that's the quickest CT scanner I've ever <laughs> Imagine seen Imagine if every doctor life. had that, like, oh, I got a headache, scan, you're fine. Yeah, Get it's out of done. Here. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, so that's going off. She's wigging out. They're dodging the big windmill things. They're dodging missiles. It's super exciting. Well, there is a sheep that gets killed. I don't know if you noticed that. Did it actually get killed? There's, well, they, well they, it makes a bar sound because there's all these sheep within this field and one of the big propellers falls down right on a sheep and oh. in amongst a bunch of sheep. Oh, no. I was like, not the sheep. No, it's my own business. <laughs> Innocent standbys. <laughs> so now they've got to try and save Faris from what they assume it's some sort of detonator or charge in her, in her snoz. This is where my nursing expertise came to the fore again. Yeah, because they're like, okay, we've got a defibrillator, but it needs to charge before we can do it and it had 45 seconds and you were furious <laughs> because i was well it sounds like they wanted to put a shock into a body and then somehow that'll diffuse the electronics well, I think it's, it kill, if it kills her then that thing will stop because it thinks she's dead and then they resuscitate her yeah well they could shock her again yeah and then get her back into a better rhythm yeah but you know these things are, are designed to do give many shocks very quickly. Yeah. They do something called a three. I don't want to get too much into it, but you can do like a three stack shock, uh, and you can shock someone like literally three times within twenty seconds. Oh wow! And then it's saying like, no, we need forty five seconds to charge, and I'm like, this is the worst defibrillator <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's like a little pocket one that yeah. Oh my god! Needs to charge by the sun because. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to save anyone's yeah. life. So, you know, as they're whipping around in the helicopter, oh, Zen gets, like, knocked out and Ethan has to pull her out, but luckily the countdown's already happening, so... Not my Zen. She's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> pulls her back in and the other helicopter's knocked out. I think they blow one up and the other one's knocked out by a propeller just goes smush and smashes it down, which was very handy. But just as uh, the countdown is almost over, Faris looks at Ethan and says something about, I'm sorry or thank you for rescuing me, and then it goes... Vzhup! And, and then also. big old stroke face. Yeah. So, and it's actually pretty genuine. Something's gone off in your brain that's killed you inside or bleeding inside the brain. And it was pretty full on. And they like, kept showing it too. Yeah, they showed it many times. <laughs> You're like, okay, well, she's definitely dead. Like, Poor Felicity. <laughs> I don't know, Felicity. <laughs> 
So their mission, I guess, was a failure because they, I mean, they managed to extract her, but any intelligence that she had has gone. Uh, she didn't mention, like, as she was running around in the building before they got out to Ethan, that she had something really important to tell him, but obviously wasn't able to. So, yeah, big old fail there. And then, like, does he go back and does he have the debrief first? So, yeah, yeah. they go have a debrief with Lawrence Fishburne's character, Brassel. Yes, who, so Morpheus is there. Morpheus <laughs> turns up. Thank God. Left the Matrix and he's he's there. <laughs> he's the head of the... So I think the way the boss works is like he's director of the IMF, but you're also part of the CIA. So they usually have more of a CIA mind frame and they think the IMF's a bit shit. Like, yeah. It's like he sort of says, like, it all just sounds like luck. Doesn't Nothing sounds like... Well, he, he definitely gave him a really big dressing down. Yes. He was, Morpheus was not happy with the state of affairs like at Even all. Musgrave got yelled out that they were all getting severely chewed out. And they started off by showing Felicity strength, stroke face again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, now I have to go tell her parents that she died in a car crash. And like, oh, that's a fuck job. I'd be pretty mad too if I was forced <laughs> into that, hey? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Ethan goes home. He obviously is not feeling too good, which his fiancé, Julia, picks up on pretty quickly. So he's doing a Tom Cruise smile to sort of put a, a happy thing on it, but he's acting. But, of course, he's an actor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the many talents of Tom Cruise, <laughs> fake smiling. So we're setting up that Julia is obviously going to find out in a pretty rough way what her future husband actually does for a living, which is sad for her, I guess. Well, honesty, Tom, I think you should have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so we, we also miss Brassel when he was giving him a, you know, a yelling at. He talks about someone called Owen Davian, who was the one responsible for kidnapping Farris and how he's basically the top tier, top echelon of arms dealers. Yeah, selling uh, all kinds of bad weapons to people. He's the invisible man. They yeah. can't find him. I don't know anything about him. I just know he exists and he does these terrible things. Poor choice of name. Yeah. I don't know. I think Davian is hard to say. Davian, Damien, <laughs> Demon, or I think that would have been better. We get set up that we now know who the bad guy is, but also this mission kind of ruined their like ruined whatever chance they had of catching it or finding out who this guy is and so obviously IMF now have to fucking fix that situation that they've caused and I, I guess this is when the, the bit of the memory sequence goes oh, on oh so during the funeral the with, funeral with yeah. uh, Ethan and his cool sunglasses yes very like very Tom Cruise sunglasses <laughs> and then it's almost like if, because I've just seen Morpheus it made me think of the Matrix yeah when Morpheus is training near <laughs> and they've like got sticks and they're fighting so he's training his young recruit the only recruit to make it to yeah. the field it actually shows like where he's standing there like being sad at the funeral he's like you're the only agent that I've re- I'm recommending for active field duty and she's like nice and <laughs> terrible strike right <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he, he approved someone after that. We don't know. So in the meantime, he gets... Uh, so I think after the funeral, he gets a phone call and it's from like a post office type thing. And they're like, oh, so Ferris instructed us that when anything got sent to this post office box that we had to call you and just let you know that's happened. So he gets a postcard from this post office box and it's from her. It doesn't say anything except his address, except the address and his name, but he feels it and under 
the stamp is a little bump, and yeah. it turns out it's a micro dot. It's got. I didn't know what a micro dot was, but I do know now it has data on it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so I think what the hell, because he takes it to Luther and they're trying to work it out, there's nothing physically on it, and it's a type of technology where it's really hard to get a message on it. Unknown, the way they were talking about it was all very exciting and confusing. <laughs> I got distracted because they then they were like at the, the big IMF place and they were yeah. strutting down like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> corridor, like full male, uh, yeah, you know, staying alive strut. And then we got to meet a character who's now in all of the Mission Impossible films, Benji Madden. Oh, not oh. Benji Madden. That's <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Isn't Benji Madden from Good Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen that guy now? He looks a billion years old. Does he? He is not age well. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Too like, much putting. Has yeah, whisper. we were going to go see him when he comes out because it's been all cancelled now. But, yeah, time has not been kind. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. Uh, so I've forgotten what Benji's surname is. But anyway, Benji, which is played by Simon Pegg. He's a wonderful character in the rest of the films. He's got a wonderful outfit on. Did you yeah. notice that? Is it just like the science nerd kind of? I thought it was more like he'd just come from a nightclub. Like he had this oh, really? huge like flared shirt on. He looked like styling. Oh, really? People are strutting down the corridor, (laughs) people who are wearing all kinds of things. Just to sit in an office like he's like a tech at the um, IMF headquarters. And he's the one who has been given the task of restoring data off the smushed out laptop that Zen rescued. Is this the first time we've ever seen the IMF headquarters as well? Yeah, the first two we didn't see. So this is the first time we've actually seen... It's not really said where it is. It's just like, we're in here and there's people being busy and things are happening. in the US, I guess. So Benji is pissed off this is his job because they they really didn't salvage hard drives very well but he found a couple of pieces of information something about a rabbit's foot and he actually goes into this story talking about how a university professor will talk about uh, the future depends on tech and that the end of the world will probably be brought about because of tech and if ever there's a type of tech out there that no one knows what it does and you know it's all very mysterious and it's got a mysterious name whatever it's usually known as the anti-god which is a tech that can destroy the world yeah like if some sort of weird antimatter thing that can yeah. destroy everything. So he's like, I think maybe that's it, but also I don't know. And also there's like an invite that Davian has for something at the Vatican. So that's their in. They're going They're to going to the Vatican. And they also said like whoever's trying to buy the rabbit's foot, they were going to pay $850 million or something ridiculous. Really high amount of money. Really extraordinary amount of money for a rabbit's foot, really. Yeah. Expensive rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then Benji makes a joke like either it's this Andy got, or maybe it's just an expensive animal appendage. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a little um, romance kind of scene here to break up all the action. So Ethan has to go tell his fiance that he needs to go away again. Just a couple of days, babe. Don't worry about it. It's all good. And she's like, I'm pretty sus on you because one minute everything's cool and now you're acting real weird. Very intimate moment. Yes. Very, uh, it's been so action-y and then it's all lovey-dovey. He kind of explains that he can't tell her what's going on and she's like, well, are we even real? Like, I don't know what to believe anymore. And he's like, I'm going to prove how real this is. You know, if if things are bad in a relationship, get married. Yes, immediately get married. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, they were planning to get married. Well, that's true. (laughs) I I shouldn't make fun of them at that, but... But they get married in a hospital with... Her scrubs are on. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm like, how long is this nurse's break? What 
what is happening here? I get half an hour and that's it. And then all of a sudden they get married. I would never get married in the hospital. <laughs> no, like, I work here in a stinky hospital all day. I can't wait to marry here too. And then they're like in the storage room, literally doing the do. He's like got her up on the wall. They're like tearing each other's clothes off. He rips her scrubs. I was like, what is she going to wear after this? It's like she gets out and her scrubs are ripped. They're like, what did you get up to? And she's like, nothing. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, how quickly can you have an argument with your fiancé, get married, and then have sex, and then go? How quickly can you do all those things? 15 minutes, because Ethan Hunt takes <laughs> Ethan Hunt does everything fast and efficiently. <laughs> so, yep, they're married now. So he's proven he's loved her, and now he's off to Venice. Oh, no, where is he going? Italy. Italy. Meanwhile, Rome. 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 Meanwhile, this nurse, I've not seen her lay a hand on a patient at all. <laughs> You're the worst nurse ever. It's, it's my wedding day. I'm sorry. I can't see. <laughs> so, yeah, they to get into the Vatican, they have a pretty cool method, which is so espionage. So this is where it gets really, like, Mission Impossible spy kind of cool. Probably my favourite bit. I like yeah. I like this bit. Declan and Ethan are pretending to be delivery drivers in, like, a DHL van. It breaks down. Mario it, and Luigi style, I yeah. feel like. <laughs> They're like arguing with each other, super Italian, and then they're it, speaking Italian. <laughs> yeah, they are so multilingual. So multilingual. Thank goodness for that. And then these people behind them in the other cars are like getting angry at them. Yeah, like oh, like it's... the most Italian thing you've ever seen in your life. There's baguettes everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's French. <laughs> French. <laughs> Spaghetti fly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. And while so while they're all arguing and they set up smoke in the car, so it looks authentic. Ethan sneaks off and he like repels up the wall. Yes, they found this part of where the road is right near the wall to the Vatican. He repels up and he's manages to disable just one camera. He's like, he's lying down on the top flat and you can see like in the security office, they're like, why is this camera not working? This is probably the coolest thing. Yeah. He does. So he just he has like a camera, a digital camera, takes a photo from the perspective of the surveillance camera and then the world's tiniest printer. Which is just on his chest. Oh yeah, I just keep a little printer on my chest and then it prints off this little picture and he literally And he has a special it. bracket. Like a special little bracket he that it's... He did have yeah. a special bracket. Oh, my like God. For one camera. planning <laughs> that they have to do to cover all their bases. Like, they must have just have, like, two and a half thousand kilos of stuff with them <laughs> in every mission. It's wild. Uh, so, yeah, so he, and he um, does the proper Mission Possible style drop down. So he drops down and just misses Kenny yes, Brown. Yes, the first time I feel it happens in this film. Mm. Yeah. And also watching the behind the scenes, they filming it so many times. So many times they would overshoot it and Tom Cruise would actually, like, oh, not really? bad. Badly hit, but like would still hit or be like way too far off. So it took ages to get the right. You got to get it the right drop. Yeah. yeah. But I do love that he he does that, and then all of a sudden I blink and he's dressed as a priest. The thing that dropped him down, he like released it to go back up, and it takes off his <laughs> DHL uniform with it, and he's suddenly dressed like a cardinal. It's amazing. It's almost like the full Monty kind of thing, but into priest uniform. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so good. So yeah, now he's in the in the old Vatican, and meanwhile the other team, the rest of the team are getting in. So Declan, once he gets the car, the truck going again, and everyone's like, "Mamma mia, you did it! Yeah. We're very happy." And he drives off, and he actually parks at the front. And everyone's so happy. They're yeah. like, "Oh, your car is working again. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Have a good day." Yeah. <laughs> So he parks in front of was it Saint Paul's? The, um, the name of the the main the main the, sort the basilica. of square. Saint Paul's Basilica. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he parks there, and suddenly he's dressed like a tourist with his giant cargo pants. Yeah, it was pretty cool because it, it reminded me when uh, I was in Italy with my partner, and we got so excited we thought we could see the Pope Mobile, and we got up really close, and we were taking photos. 
And then we realized it was a cement mixer and it wasn't the Popemobile. <laughs> but meanwhile, it secretly is the Popemobile because who would suspect that he's in a cement mixer like just rolling around? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, wonderful. So that's yeah, that's how Declan gets in as a tourist and like Ethan sneaks in and gets to... Well, he puts on very particular pants. Yeah, those giant cargo pants. The biggest American-style, I'm a tourist, cargo pants ever. Like a loud shirt and a big camera, like real tourist. really hamming it up as a tourist. Yeah, but he's, he's like Scottish or something in the... He's Irish he's or... He's Irish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's Irish in the film. And in real life, yeah. In oh, life. in real life, yeah. okay. Yeah. He gets in that way. Luther gets in by doing the proper espionage way of getting into things, scuba diving and <laughs> using an underwater welder thing to break in. Yeah, through the catacombs, was it? Or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so like, he and Ethan meet up and they blow a hole in the wall and they get Declan in via, they switcheroo some security footage so we can sneak into this other back room and, and they're all changing into different clothes. Uh, meanwhile, when there's any downtime, he's like talking about the relationship that's going yeah. on. It's like constantly, Mis- Mr. Chatty Chatty. Yeah, <laughs> so like earlier he's like, what's this about you being engaged? You know we can't be engaged. And then he brings it up again and like, you can't do it. It's terrible. Even Declan's like, yeah, it's great. We don't have to be tied down because where our, job, our lifestyles and jobs don't suit it. Oh, while this is all happening, Zen is getting in via a bright orange Lamborghini. Yes, in a lovely dress as in well. In the most too. amazing dress with the longest split you've ever seen in your life, like all backless and beautiful. So she gets in, oh, and also Declan is now was briefly dressed as a guard to let her in. So she gets in her big Lamborghini. And meanwhile, she's like one of the only women at this thing. I don't know what's going on at the back. In Vatican. the most elaborate, bright reddish orange dress you've it, ever seen. Surrounded Surrounded by priests and all these like officials, it's a bit of a sausage fest in there, <laughs> and you really drag a lot of attention to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she manages so more cool gadgets that we love from Mission Impossible. She has a, co- a make- makeup compact that she's pretending to touch up her makeup, and she's actually using it to take photos of Davian, who's at the party, which is very very clever. So while she does that, Luther then uses those images to big like weird looking mask out, and actually have a machine that like a laser machine that like cuts it's into the, the right time- shape we've ever seen like how they make the masks yeah you know? yeah otherwise they're like they're just like a backpack full of masks as far yeah. as we know <laughs> i had no idea how they did it like as much as i love this movie like i love this movie to death and i don't want to criticize it too much but like, they make the mask and they stick the eyebrows on and everything like do they have a bag of eyebrows but then the hair like he puts like a wig on it was quite involved with all these but, different like, things do yeah. they already know have a vague idea of what he looked like or do they just have a bag full of wigs and just hope <laughs> that one of them matches and like his outfit how do they know what sort of how would you know what he was wearing that day yeah do they have a big bag full of different shirts look even putting that little bracket on the uh thing like how do they know they get the right size bracket yeah exactly (laughs) it's yeah everything yeah when the more i watch these movies the more i'm like wow there's just so much in here that could easily just be fuck up and be wrong (laughs) you know you brought the wrong size bracket you brought the wrong shirt and yeah it's almost as if it's called mission impossible oh yeah mission (laughs) impossible mission slightly difficult (laughs) slightly a bit of a pain in the ass so now everything's going about everything happening ethan and puts on the mask and meanwhile that's where he reveals to Luther I'm like uh, I know you say I shouldn't get married but I already am married and I love it because it's like still Ethan talking but it's 
Philip Seymour Hoffman's face. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I noticed that the way they film it, so looking at the hands, I'm like, you can't really tell if that, even though you see the hands. Like, Do you think they swapped it, that it was Seymour? Uh, yeah, it was, it definitely it was Seymour yeah, yeah, at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. But like they don't show the teeth because obviously they both have very different teeth. Mm. So yeah, they, the way they film it, to so make it so you don't see. Because that's the thing, like if you. But in this movie, their teeth would have been immaculate. Yeah, like do they have pretty like fucked teeth things they put on? So like they're <laughs> being someone with, because he puts contacts in. So Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and just luckily they had that perfect wig just in just in time for this disguise. So the plan is Zen is going to spill wine all over Davian. So he's going to crack the shits and have to go clean himself up. And also at some point he picked up a suitcase that has the rapid's foot. Yes. And so that's what they're... Which we still him. don't know what it is. We do not know what it is. We just know it's in a little, little briefcase. He goes to wash up. He's, he makes his bodyguard stay outside. In and... the most beautiful uh, oh, <laughs> bathroom ever. Can you ever. imagine that bathroom is worth more than like two of my houses? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The Vatican, great bathrooms. <laughs> Uh, so they do basically a body swap. They get Ethan comes out with his mask on. They makes him hold, like knocks him down, makes him read a thing on a card. So he has his voice and this weird sticker thing that's on his throat. Yeah. And that's in all the films they have that little yeah. sticker thing. Because yeah, you, everything's ruined if you like talking like Tom Cruise and you're meant to be some weedy dude. Like, unfortunately, the bodyguards are like, I don't trust this and come in at the wrong time. So the bodyguard or Bigfoot, he's the biggest bodyguard <laughs> I've ever seen in a film. He's so big. He's like, he's that's huge. the only job that man was ever get cut out for is being a bodyguard. <laughs> he's enormous. Or a wrestler, it's... maybe. Yes. Oh, my God. His feet. I, I, I don't want to say how big he was, but he was huge. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like 30 seconds, another countdown of 30 seconds needed before the voice actually decodes or whatever. And and they're nearly caught. And meanwhile, Declan's like holding the actual Davian just behind the door. And it's all very tense. But they get away with it. Ethan Hunt, as Davian, leaves the thing. And Zen intercepts him as like speaking Italian. Like, I'm really sorry about spilling wine on you. You know, my hotel has room service and we can get it cleaned. And he's like, oh, you want me to want to clean my shirt? But what do we do while we're waiting? And she's like, I'll oh, think of a way. Think of something. <laughs> and this so, is the easiest pickup ever. Yeah. <laughs> like there's two bodyguards. They're both like, oh sake is that is this you know if is he doing this all the time because they yeah. didn't actually make a big deal of it just like oh classic hoffman picking up <laughs> women in red dresses in the vatican again <laughs> so they leave she's like i'll drive and then get into her beautiful lamborghini and they drive a little bit then they stop above a manhole and that's where they escape so they uh, manage to get out of it and then they blow up the lamborghini much to zen's disgust yes well she has to get the detonator from her inner thigh from her garter belt yeah. <laughs> from the garter belt perfect place to keep it yeah no I, I see exactly how long that slit in her dress is and they blow up the car and basically as far as anyone knows davian is dead yes it's all over they have the rabbit's foot and now they so they have this terrible device that's going to ruin everything and they have basically a mass murder i guess you'd say and then and then all of a sudden they're on the plane and they start to do like this interview but it's almost like <laughs> ethan's like it's like playing 20 questions no one's answering questions they're yeah. just firing like questions yeah, 10 like, questions at each other davian's like what about you do you have a wife and he's like what's the rabbit's foot you know I, I'm, I'm gonna kill her where's the rabbit's foot and they're like oh, do you have this who are you and they just keep shooting and questions back at each other and nothing happens so ethan loses his temper really badly and like kicks open like some hatch in the bottom of the plane yes. and dangles him over it and like he's strapped to this chair with like zip ties and he's keeps 
keeps like slashing zip ties. There's a rabbit's foot. Where is she? But, and... the, but the thing is, like, there'd be so much air noise. Like, yeah. you couldn't hear, even if he's telling you where it is, you're not going to hear anything. Yeah, because you can pull him up and he's like, where is it? And he'd be like, I just told you, but I'm sorry you couldn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Luther's like panicking because they can't lose Davian, uh, you know, being thrown out of a plane. So he's like, Ethan, Ethan, don't do this. And then when oh, it gets me- out, Davian's lying there looking absolutely wrecked because that would be a horrible experience. Yeah. But he's just like, Ethan, now I know your name. I'm going to kill all your partner. Luther, Mr. Chattybox <laughs> Luther. Keep, a, well, keep a, usually, the personal details all the time, this guy. He's usually in the van. Like, well, he probably gets so bored. He's like, stick just... to the van, Luther. <laughs> <laughs> stick to what you're uh, best at. Okay. I just realized we've gone way over time. I think we're going to do a two-parter again. Oh, okay. If you're okay with that, Taylor. Yeah, that's fine. Sweet. So we're going to end this episode here where we've got Davian and we're going to see what happens with Davian. So in the meantime, you can look me up on the internet, TomCruiseReviews.com or my social media, which is Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram, Tom Cruise Review on Twitter. And is there anywhere you'd like people to go for you? People can check out uh, an Instagram we've got going, which is called The God Phone. And it's basically just an art installation. You can call up a phone that leaves a message and it's sort of leaving messages for extraterrestrials and stuff like that. It's an art thing that we've done at um, different theme camps and at Burning Man. So Nice. Yes, and definitely because everyone's in isolation at the moment, it's good to call. And uh, just from a nursing point of view, everyone wash your hands and please stay at home. Yes, please listen to podcasts. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. (laughs) 